Amen. So we're going to get to, uh, to, to the word of God. Amen. What thus saith the Lord? First uh, Kings chapter 20. First Kings chapter 20. When you have it, say amen. I think we'll be putting it on the screen as well. So amen. Amen. Let's get right into it. First Kings chapter 20. First verse says, Now Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army, accompanied by 32 kings with their horses and chariots. He went up and besieged Samaria and attacked it. He sent messengers into the city to Ahab, king of Israel, saying, This is what Ben-Hadad says. These are the messengers of Ben-Hadad to the king of Israel. says, Your silver and gold are mine, and the best of your wives and children are mine. The king of Israel answered, Just as you say, my lord, the king, I and all I have are yours. It's that easy. It was that easy for him. Just as you say, my lord, the king, he says, I and all I have are yours. The messengers came again and said, This is what Ben-Hadad says. I I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and your children. But about this time tomorrow... I am going to send my officials to search your palace and the houses of your officials. They will seize everything you value and carry it away. So they came back. Amen. The king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and said said to them, See how this man is looking for trouble. When he sent for my wives and my children, my silver and my gold, I did not refuse him. The elders and the people all answered, don't listen to him or agree to his demands. So he replied to Ben-Hadad's messengers, tell my lord the king, your servant will do all you demanded the first time, but this demand I cannot meet. They left and took the answer back to Ben-Hadad. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for yet another morning full of your love, your kindness, your mercy, and your grace. Lord, we thank you for everyone that came this morning, Lord God, to receive your word, Lord Jesus. And for those that are tuning in from home, Father God, we ask that no matter where this person may be, Father, that your word, Lord God, would penetrate their heart and that a seed would be planted, Father God. And that what is preached from this pulpit today, Lord God, would be used, Father God, for their benefit. And let them apply this process to their life, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Before I get into today's scripture, I just uh, want to share a quick story with you guys. Um, I've been studying this word for several weeks, and uh, actually for probably the last month, the Lord has given me uh, kind of a, 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 this process, amen, and today's uh, title for, for the message is the process, you want to put it up, brother? Go ahead and put it up. Put it up so everyone can see. The process, the process before the agreement. Amen. And in that process before our agreement, what typically happens to most of us is that we tend to think it out on our own. Amen. We don't involve anybody in that process, especially those counselors or those advisors or people who can give us the, uh, some clarity maybe that we're not seeing. Amen. So I want to share a quick story because um, the Lord had put it in my heart, many, uh, I would say about a month and a half ago. But hey, Greg, before you start to, uh, before you start to, uh, you know, act on any of your actions, um, bring your thoughts to the Lord. Bring your thoughts to the Lord. You know, don't don't just act on them. 
Amen. So uh, when I knew I was going to be preaching this weekend and I started to study this word and the Lord put it in my heart, I started to ask the Lord, and you got to be careful sometimes what you ask God for, right? Amen. I said, Lord, I said, uh, you know, I've done a lot of these things and I've made agreements. Amen. I've made agreements. Amen. And today's, today's message is all about the agreements. Amen. It's all about the process to the agreement that we make. Amen. And um, I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, you know, I, I've, I've made a lot of bad choices in my life. You know this, Lord. I said, and I'm sure I'll make some more. I'm not perfect. Um, but, um, you know, I can't, nothing comes to mind on, on a story or something that I can tie to this message for the church. So I'm, I'm like, you know, Lord, just, I'm, I'm asking, Lord, just bring something to, to the heart. Bring something to the mind, something of relevance to this word. Amen. And lo and behold, Richard, Friday at work, church at work, right? This is a story. I'm just going through some, going through some motions right now, all right? kind of setting the foundation. Friday afternoon, uh, I'm in my office and I'm having some, uh, uh, some, just some, just some talks with some newer, newer employees of mine. Right, we're talking about kind of their performance, um, things that, uh, things that maybe they actually they approached me and asked me, hey, I want to know how I'm doing. You know, is everything all right? Do I need to improve anything? What are some of those things that you think, boss, that I could, I could do better? Amen. So I'm talking to them, and just started a fresh conversation too, and. Somebody comes and knocks on my door and pounding on it and pounding on it. And I'm like, what's going on? What, what, what's, what's the matter? And they open the door. And typically, they don't open my door. Um, but it, it was an emergency. So um, a dump truck that pulls into our dock. Um, you know, uh, the front loaders, like you see, waste management company. For those of you who live in Arizona, you know, they lift up the dumpster, dump it in. Well, uh, a dump truck pulls into our dock. And he's new to our, new to our dock, our loading dock, which is about five feet in depth. And... Uh, he typically the, the 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 dumpster company will pick the trash can back out and dump it and then bring it put it back down and pull it back in and, and let it and then drop it. Well, this guy is new to our facility, doesn't know that above him is a fire sprinkler system. Amen. A fire sprinkler system. So he pulls in nonchalant, you know, he doesn't bother looking up. Obviously, he I mean you can see when you're pulling in, by the way, we got a big roof. It's obvious there's something above your head. But uh, he said, I didn't see it, you know, because it's all painted white. And I'm like, oh, all right, whatever. You know, anyway. So this gentleman picks it up, lifts it up, strikes the main water line, and breaks it. And if any of you know, ever seen, uh, imagine a fire hydrant open and shooting water. That's exactly how it was from above head. Um, so <laughs> this water shooting out into our dock. My staff panics. They come running into my office. They knock on the door, and they're like, Greg, Greg, you know, the water's leaking out back. I'm like, okay, so shut it off. What water? What are you talking about? No, 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 I'm serious. Some big water. There's a lot of water. I mean, you need, the dock's filling up. There's water everywhere. I'm like, okay, well, all right. So I'm like, oh, I got to stop what I'm doing. I'm like, man, I got to teach these guys how to, how, to, how to think, right, in the process, right, how to think, right, when it comes to these types of emergencies so they can, you know, act on their own, amen. They don't need me to run out and do it. Um, but nonetheless, I run out there, and they're not kidding. A big line, 25 feet long, fell, um, and water is filling up our dock very quick. I mean, our loading dock. And this is during business hours, by the way, 2.30 um, in the afternoon. So needless to say, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here and why I'm telling you this story is, one, I opened my mouth and said, Lord, <laughs> give me an example to give to the church, right, some relevance. I didn't want it in that form, by the way. I <laughs> did not want it that way. But I had to make an agreement 
with Cintas. I don't know if any of you know who Cintas is. They're a fire protection company that comes out and does repairs. And in the haste of everything and in this rapid decision, I'm looking at the time. I'm looking at what, you know, it's Friday. Oh, my God, my weekend. If I don't if we don't get this corrected with somebody right away, I'm on 24-hour fire watch. That means i got to camp out all weekend here. So in the haste of everything and in my rash decisions, I tell Centos, hey, go ahead and repair it. I don't care what the cost is. Just get it repaired. Let's get it fixed. Amen. I will shut the water off. This gentleman's like, are you sure? And I say, yeah. He goes, all right, I'll be back. So he goes back to his office, which they're about two, two roads down the street from us, thankfully, right? So they're able to respond quickly. Um, and, and again... While I'm going through this, I didn't really think it through, right? I didn't think, I didn't think through the, the, the expense, right, what it's going to cost my company. All I was thinking about was myself, to be honest with you. Like, I'm going to have to be here all weekend. Oh, no. Not what I want to do on a Friday. I got to preach on Sunday. I say, I got things I got to do. I got to go back and study my notes again. I'm like, I got selfish. I got selfish. And to today, I still don't know what that cost is fully because the company has to come back out next week and finish repairing the rest of it. As of today, it's over $1,200, which isn't too bad, given what it is, right, given the circumstances. Um, but it's going to cost a lot more. Amen. And, uh, and usually the company says, hey, Greg, you know, you're in charge of the P&L, which is your profit and loss report. So before you make any expenses, before you make any decisions, make sure it doesn't impact your bottom line because we want you to be profitable. Right? We want you to have a, a, a decent contribution margin because your, your contribution margin for your branch impacts all the region. Amen. So needless to say, in my rash decisions, this decision I made because I got a little selfish and was just like, I could have shut the water off. I could have called a couple of companies out. I could have had them give, give me a few estimates. Um, I just said, do it. Just do it. Fix it. Get me out of here. Amen. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that it all pans out. You know, in my favor, Lord, in my favor. Amen. And, and I believe the Lord will. Amen. I have faith and trust in the Lord that it will. Um, but if it doesn't, you know, some of the decisions I made on Friday evening could impact me in many ways. Amen. Um, like I said, it could impact my region because it, it lessens the amount that we contribute, uh, that we contribute, I'm sorry, to our region. And if you guys are all part of regions or anything like that, and there's payouts, and there's this and that and the other, you're, you're affecting somebody's bonus, somebody's pay, somebody's something. And we get on a monthly call. And when they start to talk about that publicly amongst all the other leadership, what happened at your branch? What'd you do that for? You know, what, 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 what's going on over there? It was out of our control, essentially, the, 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 you know, the mistake or the accident that transpired. But in the process, amen, in the process of coming up with a resolution or an answer, that's where I have control. That's where you have control. Amen? In that decision-making, right? In that choice that you make. And now I want to turn this to a spiritual concept. Amen? I wanted to use that story um, that just really just happened Friday to, to, again, tie it to the relevance of the story. Amen? Of the scripture that we covered today. Amen. I don't know if any of you are very uh, knowledgeable on Ahab. Amen. The king of Israel. King Ahab. He was the king of Israel. Amen. And those of you know, if you're the king of Israel, you're the king over God's people. Amen. And the decisions you make, amen, and the decisions that you make as a Christian, amen, can impact many people in your lives, let alone yourself. Amen. And King Ahab, some of you may know him, amen. Uh, as, as marrying Jezebel, 
Everyone knows, for the most part, King Ahab married Jezebel. They know that they, together she was uh, able to convince him to worship uh, uh, the god of Baal. Amen. Amen. And, and you know a lot of the stories. Uh, it, it, let's just put it this way. If you don't know, you can go to 1 Kings chapter 16. You can read how Ahab is, is told in the Bible that he is known as one of the most wicked kings ever in his time. Right? He, matter of fact, it says he is the most wicked king. He did the most evil in the, sight of the, in the sight of the Lord. It also says that he also provoked the Lord the most. Out of all the kings you read about, it says he was the worst of the worst. Amen. And it kind of struck me when I'm reading this scripture and I'm reading this Bible and said, here's a man who, who obviously God places kings over his people. Amen. Right. This the decision was made. Amen. And he, he obviously comes from a lineage of kings. And I said, Lord, why would you put someone you know? That is going to be, because God knows everything, amen? amen? God knows everything. You put this man over your people, and you know he's going to make decisions, bad choices. <laughs> um, he's going to be the most wicked king ever. He's going to provoke the Lord the most, right? But the Lord places him over his people anyway, amen? And I believe that the Lord puts, um, you know, put the scripture in my heart and, uh, and gave us the scripture today to say that uh, many of us can think that, um, you know, the things that we've done in life or the things that are the decisions we've made, right, are, are, are amount, have amounted to so much negative, uh, negative, uh, negativity or, or maybe they were just, um, we know they weren't according to the will of God and that God won't help me. Amen. God wants nothing to do with me at this point. I've done so much to disappoint him. I've done so much evil in his eyes. I've done so much to provoke him. And there's no way he's going to care for me at this point. Amen. Like I mentioned, let's get to the scripture. Amen. Let's get to today's scripture because this is what it's all about. It's all about the process before the agreement. That's today's sermon. Okay, that's today's message. If there's anything you leave with today, it's, it's, it's the process in your agreement. It's the process before the agreement you make. Amen. In this case that we're using in the Bible today that God gave me, it was the process that Ahab to be honest with you, if we read it again, and I'm going to read it for you, he, he doesn't really have a process. He doesn't. And some of us can be the same way, amen? Amen? Amen. So let's, let's read that real quick because I want to read it so you guys, I, I, I hope you caught it when I was reading it the first time. But it says this. I'm going to start at verse 2. It says, and this is, he says, he sent messengers. This is Ben-Hadad, right? Another king, amen, that's getting ready to attack Samaria. Amen. Where the king of Israel is, where God's people are. They're in Samaria. Amen. And, and King Ahab has to make this decision. Amen. And is in, in the haste of making this decision, uh, which I don't think was very difficult for him. At least it doesn't go elaborate on that. Amen. But it says this in verse, we'll start in verse two. It says, he sent messengers into the city to Ahab, king of Israel, saying, this is what Ben-Hadad says. Your silver and gold are mine. And the best of your wives, yeah, he had a lot of wives, obviously, and children are mine. The king of Israel, the king of Israel this is Ahaz's reply, answered, just as you say, my lord the king, I and all I have are yours. It was just that easy. It was that simple for the king of Ahab to say, you know what? Sure, whatever you like, whatever you want, it's all yours. Whatever I possess is yours. And I want to warn somebody today. Because that's what happens in our life. 
God gives us things, amen? God gave you salvation, amen? God gives you a life of liberty and freedom, amen? He gives you joy. He gives you, in this case, sometimes he does give you possessions, amen? Materialistic things. And it's that quick for some, time, for some of us to just give it right away, amen? We don't consider what we're doing at the time, amen? We just go right to it. You know what? And maybe Ahab was thinking like most of us think. Oh, man, do you guys remember the beginning, right? The beginning of the scripture? I don't know if you remember, brother, but if you want to put it up there, it says, Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, mustered his entire army, accompanied by 32 more kings. Put yourself in Ahab's shoes. So, I don't like Ahab so much on what he did, but I can understand. You, you're, you're, you're in your city, right? You're, you're the king of Israel, and you... You get messengers that approach you, amen. The enemy, by the way, we're going we're gonna to put that all together as the enemy, amen. And you look at what's, what's on the other side, amen. You're like, wait a minute. There's a king in all his entire army and 32 more kings with their armies ready to attack me? Oh, yeah, you can have what I got. Go right on ahead. Take it. Because that's what happens to us, amen. Amen. We get into a situation in life, amen. We get into a situation where we're like, the enemy's attacking me right now. Amen. He's telling me, give me this, give me that. And if I just give it to him, maybe he'll leave me alone. Amen. Am I wrong there? Do we not get that sometimes in our mind and in our thoughts and in our process? Amen. Where, you know what? I'm being attacked on many different levels. Oh, my God. Many different devils. Amen. Many different things are happening. And if I just give it to him, maybe they'll go away. Maybe they'll leave me alone. Amen. And I believe that Ahab saw that, and then fear came in his heart. Amen. He said, you know what? <laughs> Whatever you like, take it. It's yours. No problem. No problem. Take it. Because the last thing I want to do is fight you, all your army, and 32 more kings, their chariots and horses. Because I don't got a big army. So, you know, you could take what you want. Take what you like. Amen. So a lot of times, you and I, you know, uh, I'm not exempt from this by any means. As I gave you guys an example this morning, I can make decisions sometimes myself. And, 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 you know, when you're rushed to make a decision or you feel rushed or you feel anxiety. Amen. Because we make these decisions a lot of times in our mind and they're, and they're steered by our heart. Amen. 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 Can, I, can, we, can we be real this morning? Because a lot of us live in our emotions. Come on. A lot of us live right here. Right. The emotional side of things, amen? And when fear comes upon us, amen, and when things come upon us that we're unsure of, amen, we can make bad decisions in our mind because you know why? We don't have the Lord protecting and guarding our heart and guarding our mind. Amen? A lot of times we don't ask the Lord, hey, Lord, what do you think? Just like Ahab. In the first, in the first decision Ahab made in this, in this, in this Bible verse that, we, that we're using this morning he didn't consider anybody. He didn't go, hey, let me go seek out my advisors. Let me go seek out my counsel. Let me go seek out uh, anybody. Not even the, he doesn't even ask the Lord. Right? He doesn't even consider. Now, on the second decision, it does say that he does go to the elders, and we're going to cover that. Amen. But his first rash decision was, hey, whatever you like, take it. Just leave us alone. It's yours. And like I said, we can do the same thing. We can do the same thing. All right, if, man, if I, just, if I just give in, it'll go away. It'll go away. At least that's what we think, right? We think that way, and we feel that way. But we really don't know what's gonna, how it's going to turn out. 
Because none of us can predict the future. None of us can predict what's really going to happen. Like I said, the only thing that you and I have in our control is the decision we make. Amen. And what God's trying to tell us this, excuse me, this morning, just coffee. <laughs> what God is trying to tell us this morning, amen, is that we need to involve him in the process. Amen. amen? You know, that's why we have prayer. Amen. amen? This is why we have a, a pastor. This is why we have elders in the church. This is why we have advisors at work. This is why we have people who are experienced, right, in the workplace. People who we call leadership. Amen. That we would seek out their guidance. Amen. Because they've been there before. They've had to make some decisions. And they know that sometimes when you make a bad decision without the right guidance, it can impact many people, including yourself. Amen. And sometimes when we make decisions without considering, you know, the consequences, it impacts not just our lives, but our families and those around us. It really impacts your purpose in a spiritual sense. Amen. So let's move on. So we, say, so we saw that, uh, uh, you know, Ahab did not consider anybody, right? He didn't consider any decision making. Amen. And then uh, Ben-Hadad tells him, he's like, you know what? Uh, okay. He's like, um, send, him, send him another note. Send him another message. Right? Let him know, hey, uh, same time tomorrow, by the way, I'm coming back for all the things you cherish. All the things of value that you like. Everything that you, that you are uh, like, yeah, yeah, you know what? <laughs> It doesn't matter. I gave him that, but he don't know that I have this, right? right? He, he gave him some of his wives, but didn't know he was coming back to get the rest of them, right? He's coming back to get every other thing he valued, amen? And, and that's when Ahab says, hey, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll give you some of it, but I'm not giving you all of it, amen? So this is when Ahab starts to actually think. He's like, huh. He's like, you guys see? He, says, he tells him like this. He says, Let, let's read it real quick. It says, the messengers came again and said, this is what Ben-Hadad says. This is verse 5. I sent to demand your silver and gold, your wives and your children. But about this time tomorrow, I am going to send my officials to search your palace and the houses of your officials. So not everybody else, right? They will seize everything you value and carry it away. So everything you value is going to be carried away at this point. So you might have surrendered some things. But I can tell you right now, the enemy will come back for more. He's greedy. He's going to come back for everything you got. You're like, ah, I gave him a little bit. I gave him a little bit of my time. I gave him a little bit of my money. I gave him a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Well, guess what? He's coming back for more. He is. Because that's how the enemy works. And all of us have to be prepared for that. Amen. So this is what he says, right? Ahab says... He says this to him. He says, um, the king of Israel summoned all, well, this is what he does, actually. This is when I tell you, he finally starts to think, wait a minute, wait a minute. The king of Israel summoned all the elders of the land and said to them, see how this man is looking for trouble? When he sent for my wives and my children, my silver and my gold, I did not refuse him. Essentially, he gave it to him. He says, the elders, amen, and the people, this is him speaking to the elders, remember? And the elders replied this. They said, the elders and the people all answered, said, don't listen to him or agree to his demands. So he replied to Ben-Hadad's messengers, tell my lord the king, your servant, your servant will do all you demanded the first time, but this demand I cannot meet. 
they left and took the answer back to Ben-Hadad. So I'm sure that you and I both know, right, because we've been here before in our spiritual walk. We've been here in our life, in our natural state, too. Well, we've given some things up, and we've given some things away, man, and we're, you know, yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Um, and, and we know that, uh, or we've experienced, I should say, the enemy's knocking at our door again. Amen? Knocking at our door again. Amen? He's knocking there and saying, hey, I'm back. I'm back. And guess what? I got 32 more people with me because the enemy doesn't roll solo. Amen. Amen. Some of you may roll solo, but I can tell you the enemy don't. The enemy's going to bring everything. So when you agree to something with the enemy, be careful because he's bringing company. He's bringing people you don't think, you didn't even consider. Oh, it's just the enemy. I can handle him. I'll be all right. I can handle her. It's just a, just a little problem. And that little problem or that him or her just brought a whole world of other things with them. Amen. Amen, because we first agreed when that one th- we made that agreement, amen. We said, okay, hey, no problem, half of it's yours. So well, I'm coming back to get the other half, and I'm bringing everybody else to get the rest of it too, and everybody else that's involving you. So we got to be careful, amen. We got to be careful. We got to be careful on what we do, what we agree to, that process, amen, because that process, like I said, uh, it, it's probably the most important part, Amen. It's the most important part to a lot of things we do in life, that process. And what is that process for you and I? What is it today? Everyone knows what it is for themselves. You know what it is that you're going through in your lifetime. You know what it is that that you continue to struggle with. You know what it is that's causing you to to have that hindrance, amen, to moving forward in life, uh, amen. You you know whether it's a it's it, it's the emotions that can continue to control you, amen. That that may be the problem uh, that you've agreed with, amen. That emotion in your life, or or maybe it's just the the simple thing of a process of a thought, amen. And, and a lot of times we want to say, hey Lord, you know what? <clears throat> Here's all the problems I agreed to. Here's everything that I've done in my life. But can you deliver me from them now? Now that I've gotten myself into all these problems, now that I've gotten all these, uh, uh, all these agreements and all these things that I've, uh, I've made a decision on without your counsel, without your advice, um, without considering, uh, you know, what you have for this, um, we ask them to deliver us from it. Amen? Amen. Don't we? Don't we at times do that? Amen? Hey, pastor, man, I made this decision. I did this. I did that. But um, you think you could pray for me? Pray for me and pray that the Lord will deliver me from it. And it's like, well, how come you didn't come and ask me to pray for you before you made that decision? Why didn't you come to me and ask me, you know, why didn't you? We, we have altar call. We have Wednesday services. We have uh, Friday night prayer. And, and, and I know we can't, make all, we can't make all of them, right? You know, a lot of us have busy schedules. Um, but when something is riding in your life, when there's a decision that you know you have to make, when there's a tough thing going on in your life, when it's whatever it may be. See, some of us think that, oh, this is a small problem. This is a small problem. God doesn't want to concern himself with my small problems. Amen. He only wants the big problems. Amen. So we, we don't consider him in those things. Amen. You know, but the Lord says there's no problem bigger. There's no problem smaller. Your problem, I want it. He definitely wants it. 
He wants it. He, like I said, cast your cares is where it says, amen, on him, right? And, and take his yoke because it's light and easy, amen? So he wants to, he wants to deliver each and every one of you and me from our, from our problems, amen? The sins, the things that we've got ourselves into, amen? Because, you know, he, he wants what's best for us, amen? But what he's asking us this morning, amen, is can we bring him the thought? Can we bring him the process? Amen? amen? Can we bring him everything before we create the problem because it only takes a few seconds to make a bad decision that costs us a few years i know we've all been there we've all been there i've been there i made some decisions that were quick that i didn't think that mattered i didn't think we're going to have anything to do with my walk in the lord or anything to do with my family, or anything to do with my job, because those are the major three things in everybody's lives, right? Yeah. Amen. I didn't think they were going to have any impact on it, negative or positive. I just thought it was a simple, easy decision, probably like ben, uh, like Ahab did. It's a quick one. It's an easy one. Yeah, you can have half of it. Take it. You're good. Amen. Maybe he'll go away. But the Lord says, look, it's okay. Bring me your problems. Yes. Bring me your problems. Bring me your sin. Bring me everything. Bring it to me. Bring it to me because that's what I'm here for. That's what I died on the cross for, amen. That's why my blood was shed, amen, because I knew that we, were that we are imperfect people. He knew that we needed him, right? He knew we needed a savior, but we get wrapped up into everything else sometimes. Or we just think that, hey, this isn't, this isn't anything I need to consider anybody for. I can make this decision myself. And it causes us so much more problems, so many more problems. Maybe we're just problematic people. We just like it. Like drama in our life, right? I mean, if you watch TV this, these days or anything, that's all it is. Really, everything is drama. Drama, 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 drama. I'm like, man, where's the joy in their life? And man, I'm like, I know you're putting up a front for TV for ratings and money or whatever they're paying you. But I can guarantee you that there's a lot more problems on the other side of that. Amen? Amen? A lot more problems on the other side of that. So the Lord wants us to consider him in the process. Amen. Before we go and make a decision in our lives. And yes, youngsters, you too. You too. It, it, this, this is from the youngest one to the eldest one. Our decisions impact our lives and those around us. And the Lord wants us to know that. He said, just consider me. Consider me before you make that decision. In this case, make an agreement. Because this is what happens in the agreement. And I mentioned, the Lord can deliver us from our problems. He can deliver us from our sins. He can deliver us from many different things. Amen. Yes, he can. I know this. I'm a walking testament to it. Amen. Amen. I know what he can deliver us from. Amen. And I'm still imperfect. And I still fall. Like Pastor says, right? What does he say that thing about being a, a, a midget on his knees or something like that? can't remember what he says, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder that, so I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> you can fall shorter than a midget on his knees, right? That's what he says. Yeah, He says that because, you know, that's true. It doesn't matter how, how invested we've been in the Lord. It really, truly doesn't. Amen. We hope that we continue to grow and that we continue to mature and that we continue to consider the Lord in everything we do and that we can someday say, I lived God's word to the T. Amen. We want to, that, that, that is our goal. But at the end of the day, because of all the stuff that happens around us, 
or our emotions or our mind that is not guarded, we can do wrong things. Amen. In the sight of the Lord. Amen. Amen. But the Lord says this. He says, be careful in those agreements. Be careful in those agreements. Although I can, I can definitely deliver you from agreement. He says, be careful because sometimes we can make an agreement that will take us so far away from him. And everyone knows here that's a father or a mother, a parent, right? Your kid can do something that can take them so far away from you that it's hard for you to reach them. Amen? It's hard for you to reach them. They're at a point now, and I've been there, I'm pretty sure, for my mom, right? I've been there before with my mom. She couldn't do nothing for me no more. She couldn't help me no more. She couldn't do anything. All she could do is welcome me back home with open arms. But she couldn't go out there and save me. She couldn't go out there and deliver me. The only one who can deliver you is the Lord, amen. He is the only one who can deliver you. He says he is the deliverer, amen. And that's what he died for, amen. And, and, and he wants us to know that, amen. He wants us to know that, yes, I can deliver you. But be careful because some of those agreements can take you so far away. You're going to ask me, hey, Lord, can you protect my heart? Can you guard me, Lord? He says, but you didn't even protect your mind. You made a decision that took you so far away from me. And now you want me to protect your heart? Now you want me to do all these things for you, but you didn't consider me when you made the decision. Amen. 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 And the Lord wants to, yeah, sometimes the Bible can get harsh, and sometimes when we preach and we talk, we can get right straight to the point. We can hit you right between the eyes with what the Word says. But you know what? We need it. Because we come to the Lord and say, Lord, just guard my, guard my heart, Lord. Guard my heart. But don't worry about the decisions I make, okay? I don't want you involved in that. Just deliver me from the problem. Don't worry about what I make. Don't worry about what I said. Don't worry about what I'm doing. But just deliver it for me when I'm tired of it, when I'm sick of it, when I want nothing to do with it anymore. Amen. And so the Lord says, look, I love you. I love you. I mean, I, I, I died on the cross for you. Amen. Amen. My blood was shed from you or shed for you. I'm sorry. Amen. I did it to cover the multitude of sins. Amen. He's like, but. How many years, how many years have some of us been making decisions without considering what the Lord wants? How many years? How many, how many decisions do we make in our life where we have no reverence or regard for what the Lord wants? Why, 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 I mean, look, I'm going to be honest with you. Some things are very practical. Some things are very logical. Yeah, they're, they're, they're simple decisions, not hard to make. Amen? But if you're not sure... Or if you're like, I'm wondering if someone else can give me some advice. Can you share with me something? Just give me something that lets me know that this decision I'm about to make, uh, you know, has some pros and cons to it. And, and, and what, what, what potentially may be on the other side of it. You may consider somebody. Consider somebody that is of godly counsel. That's what the Lord wants you to do today. Consider somebody of godly counsel. Consider his, consider his word. Get into prayer, amen. Uh, uh, whatever it may be, wherever you are in that decision-making process of your life, amen. Whatever agreements that are, uh, you know you're going to have to sign your name on that dotted line. Because that's what I had to do on Friday. He said, I can't do nothing until you sign this. And I said, there's nothing on it right now. I said, what am I signing? He goes, you're right. He goes, there isn't. He goes, but we'll, there'll be something on there when we get done. I said, yeah. I said, but what, what, what's it going to cost me? 
Um, you know, I mean, are those parts readily available? Because I know that there's supply and demand shortages in every field of work these, these days. Like, are you going to be able to get me home today? Um, am I going to have to be on 24-hour fire watch and pull a tent and camp out? What, what am I going to have to do? He goes, I, I don't know. Just sign it. Sign it. Because that signature is the agreement that I okayed them to go ahead and move forward in the process. And we do that. Amen. We do that spiritually. Do we not? We do that many times in our life. And, and, and like I said, a lot of times, it's a decision we made in our mind. It's a decision we made emotionally that was steered by our emotions. And we're, we're just like, you know, the Lord, can, the Lord can deliver me from this. It don't matter. I'll be all right. I serve a good God. Amen. And that's true. And that's true. Give the Lord a hand praise. I need to get some water. Amen. So he can. He can and he will at times. Definitely will. Sometimes he'll let that problem fester for quite a while, huh? I know some of you know. You're like, man, when are you going to deliver me from this one? It's been a few years. Amen. I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Amen. I'm ready to do something different. He's like, I was ready a few years ago, but you weren't. Amen. I was like, all right, you're right. You're right. When the Lord called me to... uh, to salvation, right, and offered me a, a better life, amen, as a new creature, I jumped on that boat right away. And I can tell you right now that I did it because I saw some things spiritually. Yeah, my testimony is, is a little different from others, but uh, I believe that uh, the things I was involved in and the things I were doing opened up some doors and some windows to a different type of realm that many people don't experience, and I hope nobody does. Amen. But I knew in my right mind, when I was in my right mind, like, um, this is different. All right. I'm not high right now. I'm not strung out. I'm not on the streets right now. I'm actually sober. And I've been sober for a good couple of weeks. Why am I seeing these things? And I believe the Lord allowed me to see those things so that I can understand that there is another place. There is another place. And I know that a lot of people think that... Uh, Spiritual life is all lilies and, and whatnot and hoo ha hoo ya, right? And it can be when you serve the Lord. But if you make an agreement with the enemy, I can guarantee you that you're going to face torture. Amen. And I was in a place like that at one time. So like I said, I made an agreement to come to the Lord right away. I said, Lord, ooh, yeah, you deliver me from this for sure. Because ain't no homie in the street, nobody out there in the world could do anything for me. Nobody could save me. Like I mentioned, my mother couldn't do anything for me. Um, and, and, and lo and behold, my father was in the same mess as I was. So I didn't know anybody that was immediate to me that could save me from where I was and what I was getting myself involved in. But I can tell you that the Lord spoke to me. The Lord spoke to me. In many different ways. He even used my son. And at the time, he was 10. And now he's 21? Going to be? He'll be 21. He'll be 21. He's still 12. But... I'm kidding. <laughs> I love him. He's, a, he's still a kid at heart, and I love that about him. Um, I, wish, uh, you know, I wish I would have had the same mindset you did when I was your age. Um, but I got myself involved in a lot of different things. But like I said, the Lord can definitely deliver us, deliver us, right? And he did. He did for me. I made the agreement to serve him. I said, Lord, you know what? What you've done for me, I'm going to serve you the rest of my life. Because that was something I did not want to see. It's something I did not want to experience. But I can tell you that I walked away from him. I started to make decisions on my own because I felt, oh, I'm strong now. I'm good. I've been sober two years. 
I'm fine now. I'm all good. I've been reading the word. I've been in church. I've been in service. I've been doing everything the word says and people have been telling me. I'm good. I can start making decisions on my own without the, uh, without, you know, the, the advice or, or the counsel of the Lord or my pastor or even, again, getting into prayer. And I drifted. I started to drift away from the Lord. Almost got myself so far away from him that he didn't want nothing to do with me anymore. Because he already delivered me from hell. He said, I already gave you what you needed. What else do you want from me? You know, and that's how we can be at times. Amen. I, I like to share uh, true stories. Amen. I like to share with you guys like real life. Because we can sit back here and paint a perfect picture for you, but that's not how it is. That's not how it is. Amen. And I know that what the Lord has given me today and what I have, I am surely not going to give it away like Ahab did. It won't be that easy when he knocks on my door and saying, here you go, take it. But I know that now, but I didn't know that eight years ago because I thought I was strong enough. I thought that, oh, the Lord cleaned me up and I'm good. I don't need to worry about what he has to say for my life anymore. I'm good. I got a good job again. I'm starting to rebuild my life. My sister-in-law knows because her and my brother took me in and they helped me, right? Right? First, my mother helped me off the streets. Like I said, the best thing you can do as a parent is welcome your child in with open arms. I know it's difficult sometimes, but if your child is serious, you know it. And I believe my mom knew it at the time that I had enough and I needed some help. Amen. But it, it took my family. It took people that I can tell you right now that I wronged. That thankfully enough opened their home to me after the bad decisions I made and the agreements I made with the enemy. But he, the, Lord, the Lord, again, he provided a way out. But I took it, I took it for granted. And I, and, I, and I began to make decisions that started, uh, that, that my life started to drift away from him. Amen. And, and that was the point I was trying to get across right now is that um, you know, we, we can get into a place where not only are we not considering the Lord in our agreement or in our process, amen, but once we're in the Lord and once we feel like we're good, um, we can start to make decisions on our own, amen, because we feel like we're at a place where, you know, I'm, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'm founded on the Lord. I don't really need to consider him and everything. And we can get farther and further away from the Lord without even knowing it without even knowing who it's impacting, without even knowing that it's impacting our purpose, without, without knowing that it's impacting our future. Because like I said, none of us can predict it. Amen? And the Lord wants us to know that you can get so far away with your decisions. And then you want to ask me to guard your heart. You know, I, I, again, it's, he'll do it. He will do it. He will, he will do it, but he says, just ask me to guard your mind as well. Have me guard it and guide it. Amen. Guide it. We all need guidance. Amen. Amen. We all need guidance. Amen. Who better to guide you than the Holy Spirit? Amen. Amen. That's why we all should pray for that, that gift, amen, that gift of discernment, amen, so that way we, we know that this is bad. Amen. I, I, mean, I don't even need to try it out. I don't even need to ask anybody. I just feel it in my gut. Something's wrong. I'm not going to do it. Amen. So that spirit of discernment is important. Amen. <clears throat> so like I said, Ahab says, you know what? I need to, I need to call on the elders. I need to call on those that, that, that are going to help guide my mind. Amen. And help me make a better decision. Amen. 
are going to help me make the right decision for my life. Amen. So he calls on them and they tell him this. What do they tell him? They tell him, don't listen to him or agree to his demands. Amen. That's what they tell Ahab. So he should have probably considered them in his first decision. Amen. Do we agree? In the first decision, he probably should say, hey, you know, let me call on the others. This, this guy's crazy. He wants to take pretty much all my possessions. Um, I, I don't know that that's a good thing. Although we may be potentially in a battle here and we might have a, a full-on army attacking us, I think I should consider, you know, the people. The people who this decision is going to impact. Amen. And sometimes in our decision, we need to consider the people what our, who are, who are going to be impacted by our decisions. Amen. Consider it. Amen. So, so he does. He, he, and the elders say, hey, don't listen to him or agree. Amen. Don't listen to him or agree. Amen. And he says, okay. So he does so. He does so. And I'm sure in his mind and I'm sure in your mind, if you were in his shoes, and sometimes we're in those shoes, right, where we've disagreed with the enemy. And we said, no, you will not get what I have. I will not give you or surrender unto you what the Lord has given me. Amen. You're not getting it. It doesn't matter what you do, what type of army you muster up, how many more kings are on your side, no matter how big your army is, I am not giving this to you because the Lord gave it to me. Amen. The Lord has blessed me with this. I am giving it to you. So you could take your request and go and pound sand. And I'm sure Ahab, just like you and I, when we make those decisions, we're like, oh, oh, what's going to happen now? What's going to happen? What's going to come from this decision? Because it's a decision nonetheless, amen? But it's a decision that he made once he considered the elders, right? Once he considered the people of Israel. Once he considered his advisors, his counselors, the people that, you know, are going to help you make a good decision in your life. Once you've considered the Lord, right? Once you've considered the Lord in your process, you made a decision now that stands on the foundation that the Lord has provided you, amen? That stands on the will of God, amen? amen. And now you wonder what's going to happen next. Amen. And this is what happens. Amen. It says Benadad, you know, sent another message basically to him and said, you know, hey, we're coming after you. We're bringing the army to you. And I'm going to skip through that part. But if you read in verses 10 through 12, you'll see that. That the army that Benadad mustered up and all the king, 32 kings and all their chariots and horses, they attacked Samaria. But this is the part that I love. Because in part, in, in, in Verse 13, chapter 20, it says this. Amen. This is what the Bible says. Brother, can you put it up there? Verse 13, it says, Meanwhile, a prophet came to Ahab, king of Israel, and announced, This is what the Lord says. I'm going to stop right there for a minute so that resonates. Because before it was, this is what Ben-Hadad says. This is what the king Ben-Hadad says that you're going to do. Amen. This is what you're going to give up. But this is what the Lord says. Amen. And sometimes we need to remember that, right? It doesn't matter what the enemy says. It doesn't matter what the world says. What matters is the good report of the Lord. Amen. It matters what the Lord says in your life. Amen. See, see, the, the Lord can deliver you from, from depression. The Lord can deliver you from many things. So I, I, I would rather hear what the Lord says. Amen. amen. Because it's not always the voice that you listen to. It's the voice that you hear and that you follow Amen. and you believe. 
Amen. So you can tell me whatever you want, in other words, right? You could tell me that, um, Greg, you'll never amount to nothing. Sister Andrea, yeah, that's always going to be the way your life is. Amen. And, you know, I'm sorry, brother. I'm sorry, brother. But you know what? That's just all you got. Sorry. You know what? But I'm like, no. That's what you say. That's what the enemy says. That's what Ben-Hadad is saying. But let me tell you what the Lord says, amen. Let me tell you what the Almighty says, because that's the voice that we believe. That's the voice we need to listen to. That's the voice we should hear, what the Lord says. Do you see this vast army, the Lord says? I will give it into your hands today. He says, and then you'll know that I am the Lord. Amen. Amen. So I said that if we put ourselves in Ahab's shoes, although he was wicked, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you should provoke the Lord. I'm saying when you put yourself in his shoes, when you know the enemy's on attack, the enemy's coming after you, the enemy's about to take all he can from you, whatever it is that the Lord has given you, amen, he's about to approach you. And, you're, and the first thing that you're going to think is, oh, my God, what's going to happen? No, no. What does the Lord say? What does the Lord say? Because he's for you. Amen. Amen. He's for you, not against you. Amen. So he tells them, he sends the prophet and he says, this vast army, I will give it into your hand today and then you will know that I am the Lord. And Ahab says, but who will do this? Asked Ahab. The prophet replied, this is what the Lord says. Amen. This is what the Lord says. The junior officers under your provincial commanders will do it. And who will start the battle, Ahab asked. He asked. And the prophet answered and said, you will. You will. Amen. Amen. You're going to start the battle. You're going to start to tell the enemy, I may have made an agreement with you in the past. But right now, that agreement, the Lord is breaking. Amen. And I want somebody to know here today that if you made an agreement with the Lord, I mean with the enemy, if you made an agreement with, with some past things in your life that have been holding you back, that have been keeping you uh, in bondage, that have been keeping you enslaved, amen, the Lord came today to break that agreement. Amen. He came today to break that agreement and tell you that this is what I say. Amen. amen. Although you may have made some bad choices and although you may have done some bad things, but if I can deliver Ahab, hallelujah, then I can surely deliver you. Amen? Amen. I can surely deliver you. So before you think that, again, like I mentioned earlier, that your problem is too small or your problem is too big or that it means nothing, God says, if I can deliver Ahab, the most evil king in the sight of the Lord, the, the, the king that provoked me the most to anger, if I can deliver him, what makes you think I won't deliver you? Amen? Amen? What makes you think I won't deliver you? He said, but first, but first, each and every one of us has to break that agreement with the enemy. Amen. We have to break that agreement with the enemy in our mind. Amen. Amen. So that he can continue to guide our mind going forward. And he can guard our hearts going forward. Amen. And no matter what happens, no matter what army comes before us, no matter what the enemy says, it's what the Lord says in my life now. It's what the Lord says, amen? And that's what he wants us to remember today. That's what he wants. That's the sermon today. That's today's message, amen? Is we got to involve him in that process of the agreement, amen? Before we make the agreement, before we make the decision, make a decision to bring him into the process. 
Amen. Before you sign your name on that dotted line, not knowing what it's going to get you into, or maybe you do know what it's going to get you into, bring him into the process and ask the Lord, Lord, what do you say? What do you say today, Lord? And the biggest thing is we got to remain patient. Because if you made a decision like I did on Friday, you're going you're to wait on that big invoice to hit this week. And you're going to be like, oh, man, I should have waited. <laughs> I should have called some other people out to give me an estimate. Because I thought my time at that point was more, value, was more valuable for me to have some leisure time than what the, the, the longer impact was going to have, I should say. The, the, the impact that was, it was going to cause in the long run. Amen. So I made a decision in my impatience. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. Um, but I, I just made a haste decision. right? I made, I made something fast, easy, and simple for myself. Eh, it won't be bad. Amen. But the Lord says, involve me. Involve me in the process of your agreements. Don't just make that agreement without considering what I have to say for it. Amen. Amen. And you know, I, I, I want to... I got one more subject to touch on before we close today's service. Because sometimes you and I will make a decision, and it will involve the Lord. And it is the right decision. And it'll look like it ain't. Right? This is where your faith gets tested. This is where believing in the word of God gets tested. Because you're like, Lord, I considered you. I got out of my knees and I prayed. I heard your voice. Lord, I heard you speak to me. And just to be sure, Lord, I took it to some of the elders. I took it to the pastor. I took it to a good friend of mine that I know is strong in the faith. And all of them agreed that this was the right decision. And it doesn't look like it is. The future looks cloudy. Amen. Lord, I made the agreement to stand by you. And this is where I want to get to. Because I want you to remember, just because you're siding with the Lord, doesn't mean that that enemy won't attack you again. He will attack you again. But it's okay. He will. I can tell you right now, he will attack you again. Because you know why? The enemy is cheap. And he attacks, Ben-Hadad attacks Samaria, Ahab, and I'm going to get to that point right now, in the high place. And the enemy will attack us when we're in a high place, when we're doing good, when we're solid, things are going well. Lord, woo, yeah, this looks good. Everything looks great. Oh, I'm blessed today. Amen. But the enemy is cheap because we all go through valleys, Amen. We all go through valleys too. We go through those low moments. And that enemy tries to attack us again when our lowest point. And our most vulnerable point. And I want to go to verse 22 of chapter 20. To tie this Bible scripture to these things that we're talking about today. Verse 22 says this. It says, afterward the prophet came to the king of Israel. This is after the first battle, by the way. After the Lord had delivered that army into the hand of Ahab. It says, afterward, the prophet came to the king of Israel and said, strengthen your position and see what must be done. Because next spring, the king of Aram will attack you again. 
Like I said, the enemy will attack us again. So he says, strengthen your position. Meanwhile, the officials of the king of Aram advised him, their gods, this is the officials, by the way, the advisors, right, of the enemy. This is them speaking to Ben-Hadad. They say their gods are gods of the hills. That is why they were too strong for us. But if we fight them on the plains, surely we will be stronger than they. It says, do this. They tell Ben-Hadad, said, remove all the kings from their commands and replace them with other officers. It says, you must also raise an army like the one you lost, horse for horse and chariot for chariot, so we can fight Israel on the plains. It says, then surely, surely, Ben, they had confidence, didn't they? Boy, the enemy has confidence sometimes. He says, surely we will be stronger than they. He agreed with them and acted accordingly. Enemy agreeing with the enemy. Amen. Then next spring, Ben-Hadad mustered the, Ar- the Arameans and went up to Apec to fight against Israel. When the Israelites were also mustered and given provisions, remember, the prophet told Ahab, right? Strengthen your position. Amen. And given provisions, they marched out to meet them. The Israelites camped opposite, opposite them like two small flocks of goats. I mean, you're talking about another huge army, the enemy. Going against God's army, amen, God's people, and they look like two small flocks of goats. While the Arameans covered the countryside, the man of God came up and told the king of Israel again. What does it say, church? This is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. Because the Arameans think that the Lord is a God of the hills and not a God of the valleys? Ooh, they don't know Jesus. I'll deliver this vast army into your hands, and you will know that I am the Lord. Amen. Amen. I hope you caught that. You see, they were attacked a second time, just like you and I will be. We'll be attacked more than twice. Can we? Safe to say that, right? Amen. Amen. I think we always tell people that when you baptize yourself, or when you get baptized, I should say, and you give yourself to the Lord, amen, that you're a target. You're a target for the enemy. The enemy wants you. He wants you as that trophy to put on his trophy case that, hey, you might have saved him, but I got him back on my side. Amen. So he'll continue to attack. The world will continue to throw things your way. Everything in the kitchen sink. Problems don't go away is my point. The enemy does not go away. Amen. Because the enemy is a fool. Amen. The victory is already the Lord's. And if you truly believe that today, then give the Lord a hand praise. Because the victory is already the Lord's. So although the enemy may think he's got the upper hand and that he's strengthened his army to come against your small army like two small flocks of goats. Amen. The Lord says, amen. He says, oh, the enemy's dumb. He's a dummy. He's a big dummy. He says he thinks I'm just the God of the hills. He said, oh, no, I'm about to show him I'm a God of the valleys and the plains, amen. He said, it doesn't matter where you are. I can bring victory to your life. If you just go through the process with me and agree with me and stand on the foundation I gave you, I will give you the victory because it's what the Lord says, amen. It's what the Lord says. Don't believe everything that the world tells you. Don't believe what the enemy tells you. Don't believe sometimes your own thoughts or your own heart because, like I said, they operate on emotion. And our emotions can sway us to do the wrong thing. What we need to do is, what 
does the Lord say? It's so easy. It is very practical, logical. Oh, my God. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to know Greek. You don't have to know Hebrew. All you got to do is understand the English in this case. What does the Lord say? I know it's difficult, church. I just witnessed and testified in front of you about some of the things, just some of the things that I've gone through. And it's hard to not hear the hubla, right? It's hard to not listen to everything. But it's not the voice that you listen to. It's the voice you believe. Who do you believe this morning? What report do you believe this morning? What voice are you listening to and believing? Because the enemy is going to be right here. And it's hard not to listen. You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it. Amen, brother? You're going to hear him. He's going to talk to you sometimes. He'll be like, nah, no. I know that's not what my Lord says. And today the Lord says, involve me in that process before the agreement. Amen. He says, I can deliver you from whatever is in my will to deliver you from. He said, but please, 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 please just involve me in your process. Don't just involve me in your problem. You want to wait till the problem comes and then you want to involve me? He said, involve me in the process. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand praise. At this time, I'm going to close. <clears throat> I think I'm going to open up the altar. I didn't, I didn't really feel it when I came this morning, but I think right now I feel it. I want to open up the altar. And, and, and please, church, visitors, friends, you know, you, you can't worry about what the people are going to say or think about you. The altar is opened up for you. It's for you and the Lord. So you can hear what the Lord says. So don't miss out on an altar call. And I'm not saying that so all you guys can run up here and, you know, give the Lord what you feel you need to give him. I'm just saying that whenever you're in service and there's an altar call, take advantage of it. Amen. Because that's part of the process of letting things go. That's part of the process of breaking that agreement with the enemy that you made at one time. That's part of the process of removing depression, removing anxiety from our lives, removing the emotions that steer us to make bad decisions. I'm not saying that you can't be an emotional being and that you shouldn't think for yourself because, like I said, some things are very simple answers. You can make them. Yes, it's okay. But if it's a big one, if it can impact other people, if it can impact your future, and if it can definitely impact your spiritual walk with the Lord and put your salvation in jeopardy, then you should be at the altar. And you should be asking the Lord to guide you. To guide my mind, Lord. Guard my heart, Lord. From the things that the enemy says to me from the messages that he sends from his from his people because see sometimes it's 
it's the minions of the enemy. Amen. They come and they're like, hey, man, you think it's your buddy. You think it's your friend. Oh, that's my buddy. He's cool. He would never do nothing wrong. man. That's my girlfriend. You know, she's cool. You know, whatever it may be. In our, in our minds, we're thinking these things. Amen. We don't consider that what they're asking us to do may be contrary. Amen. To the will of God in our life. And may keep us from our purpose. Amen. So I want to open up this altar, brother. If you've made an agreement in the past, come to the altar. If you know it wasn't based on the will of God for you, then come and ask the Lord to break that agreement. If you've made an agreement in your heart based on your emotions with anger, with anger, you know, it's led to depression, it's led to bitterness, to malice, to all those things that are not not the fruits of the Spirit then leave it here at the altar. Whatever it is in your life, it doesn't have to be the things that I just said. It could be anything. Only you know and the Lord knows. But this altar is opened up for you at this time.